Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Telling Everybody Everything. We're in the kitchen today. You might hear Bobby stomping around, celebrating, mumbling, sweet nothings to himself. The reason for the joy in the Ryan Kutzer household, and I'm gonna lose a lot of support by saying this, is that we have rehomed Pasco, the cat, just now. Just this minute, we shut the door behind a wonderful woman whose children have gone to university. Um, she is home during the day, and she is desperate for a wonderful cat to add to her family. And Pasco fit the bill. Look, I've spoken about this cat a lot, and I know that there are some people who say you should never rehome animals. We didn't euthanize the cat. We didn't throw her away. We didn't put her into like a, a cat borstal, nothing like that. We didn't deliver her to the door of Battersea Dogs and Cats home. No, the cat's not homeless. The cat's not trash. The cat has been uh, leveled up elevated to a much better life with this woman who doesn't have any dogs, doesn't have any babies, and is going to lavish her with attention. And that, I feel, is what Pasco deserves in her retirement. If you're putting your own emotions on a cat, being like, oh, the cat's going to feel rejected, the cat's going to miss you, cats don't have the same brains that we do. Pasco had turned to the dark side. She'd become a murderer as of late. And a lot of people say, oh, she's just bringing gifts for the baby. Okay, you don't know that for a fact. I don't know how, how many chats you've had with murderous cats, but it was dangerous for our neighborhood and it was dangerous for the babies that this cat is bringing in dead birds, dead rats, dead pigeons, dead squirrels. That's very, very harmful, full of pathogens for my children. It's not what I want. And I'm sorry, I think <sighs> rehoming a pet should probably be a last resort but we had reached the end. And Pasco's gonna be loads happier, I promise you. We no longer have a cat. Bobby, we no longer have a cat. Yes, yes, yes. And the cat's gonna be happier. And if she's not, then this woman's not a stranger. She will reach out to us. You know, we're always here. We don't want Pasco out on the street. But for now, I think it's, it's best for everyone. Actually, I know it is. <sighs> I spoke last week about body image and about how I was considering, maybe in my 40s, I'll whisk myself away to Istanbul and get liposuction. 
And Bobby's reaction to that was, you're not supposed to risk your life that way. Take the money it would have cost and donate it to a mental health charity. Stay home and be fat and alive for your kids. Point taken. But I've noticed that, well, TikTok is a scary place. I feel like you can read whatever you want to read about TikTok. I enjoy watching different comedy sketches on there. And I think it can be entertaining, but I do worry that TikTok shows me a different set of videos than TikTok shows my husband, than TikTok shows my daughter. And all of this curation of content, it could be used for evil. I have read that children in China are shown engineering videos and educational videos, and then children in the UK are mostly shown vaping and lip gloss. And I just feel like, I don't know, it might be tricky, but one of the trends on TikTok now is a diabetes drug called Ozempic. There are Ozempic videos all over TikTok. There have been rumors that celebrities are losing weight by taking these injections. I'm not trying to glamorize them. If you didn't know them about them already, you were going to find out soon anyway on TikTok. In America, they say there's a shortage of a very effective diabetes drug because people are using it for weight loss. I've looked into it. What Ozempic does is it changes the way that your organs store and process sugar. So it has an effect on your liver and the amount of maybe insulin or that it produces, something that you need for sugar. And it makes you feel fuller for longer and if you eat fried foods or really fatty foods, it makes you feel really nauseous, and so you eat less of that anyway. But what you do eat sort of gets processed by your body differently. And anyway, you lose weight. Your blood sugar stays low, and you lose weight. Apparently, this drug can be very effective if you are very overweight and you have a secondary issue like high cholesterol or whatever, and you are looking to lose weight. And I was looking into it and I was like, oh my gosh, this can go bad though sometimes. Side effects are you feel nauseous and you could get an enlarged thyroid and even thyroid tumors. So when something has a side effect like that, it's pretty serious. And you don't need to be taking diabetes medication if you don't have diabetes. If you don't have a need for this drug, sure, you could lose weight, but your blood sugar could also plummet and you could pass out. You know, you can have lots of different problems. Yet... I was interested. I was like, well, does this really work? It's pretty cool. I actually know people who take it. But then I worked with a Hollywood celebrity this week, and I can't say who it is. I worked on a really cool project that we would love to share online. Uh, Jen and Fiona, my glam fam, they sorted out amazing outfits. And we had a lady called Lisa helping with hair because it was that big of a job. And they all did such incredible looks. We took photos. We really would love to share the photos, but we're not allowed until this project comes out. That's very difficult for someone like Jen, my stylist. She borrows beautiful things from designers and the designers are very keen to be tagged in pictures, to be credited for lending us these amazing looks but it's gonna have to wait several months and that's annoying. And I can't tell you who the celebrity that I worked with was and that sucks and that's annoying. But this celebrity gave me a very stern Hollywood warning about Ozempic. So if you've heard about Ozempic like I have, if you've seen it on TikTok or if you listened just now and you thought, oh, thyroid cancer, but it makes you skinny and you are a little bit interested, number one, you got a very sick mind. But number two, listen to this most importantly. The warning from Hollywood is that when you stop taking Ozempic and you have lost some weight, 
You are instantly ravenous. You will eat the chairs and the table, she said. She said, you will gain double the weight that you lost and you will end up with side effects that are actually a whole new condition because you made your body think that you needed diabetes medication for a number of months and then you went off it and your liver will function differently. Your pancreas and your thyroid will function differently. Your kidneys will function differently and you can have secondary issues for the rest of your life. So do not take Ozempic unless you have diabetes. If you weren't scared away by the thyroid cancer, be scared away by the fact that you are going to have to come off it at some point and it's very expensive. You need to take an injection of Ozempic every week. Um, and I think it costs like a hundred or 200 pounds a week, depending on your dosage. Not like I looked it up for myself, but yeah, don't take it. <clears throat> because it is a false economy. It's trending on TikTok. Make sure that it's not being um, you know, targeted to your kids because people can have all sorts of different body issues and they get desperate sometimes. Kim Kardashian said that she would eat shit if it would make her lose weight. She actually went on record being like, yeah, I would try eating shit. So I mean, <laughs> just stay away from Ozempic. And if you're teenagers or anyone you know talks to you about it, be like, Catherine said that a Hollywood celebrity said that you'll be doubly as fat. So forget about that. Back to Turkey we go. No, no, we're not going to do that. It's okay to be fat. Look at Lizzo. I think Lizzo looks great, but I'm not Lizzo. Um, we have had a struggle in the garden. <clears throat> Bobby Kudstra, my gorgeous husband, he's here now. Um, I posted a photo of him last week doing sort of a dad pose, you know, the stance, legs shoulder width apart as though he's going to do a golf swing, but he's got his hands on the back of his hips and he's just gazing out into the lawn. A lot of you, a lot of your boyfriend's husbands and dads have really been captivated by Bobby's content. They say, oh, wow, what's he done to the grass? Wow. How has he recovered the lawn to be in that beautiful state? How has he pulled the moss back? How has he got all the moisture out of the grass? You have such a beautiful garden. And I do, and I owe that all to Bobby, but his mental health takes a real hit keeping this garden looking the way that it does in the UK, which is a swamp ass of a country that rains down water on our garden all the time. Bobby's looked into a number of emergency protocols because the garden, after looking so good for so long, once again, coming out of a very long and wet winter looks like shit. Um, he doesn't trust anyone with the lawn. He always says, I've got to do it myself. It's got to be me. But um, I'm going to take a minute now to hear straight from you, Bobby. What's happened to the lawn? Why do you think it looks shit? What's your plan? What measures are you willing to take? You know, because there are people who are looking to take Ozempic, a dangerous diabetes medication with a list of side effects. What's going on with your grass? What measures are you willing to go to to get it back to its lustrous um, starting point? I wonder if I could treat the lawn with Ozempic and kind of give it a diet of water weight because what happens is I'm not really too sure. The first few years we lived here, it came out of spring and it was ready to go. Last year was horrible and this year appears to be a bit worse. There's so much moisture on the top layer that the water just sits there and then it just slowly decays the grass and then the moss moves in and everything starts to really take a turn for the worse. And moving forward, 
I, I don't trust anyone because I, I will say I do have a gardening team that comes once every couple of weeks. And ever since that started, and I wasn't doing it just myself, it's kind of lost its way. So I think preventative measures in the fall, winter, make sure the leaves are gone. You have to get it aerated so that the, you know, water can seep through and get to the roots of the grass. But my God, I'm just terrified as to how much effort it's going to take me this year to get it back to the state that it has been previously. When I wake up in the morning and have a cup of coffee and look out in the back garden and you see nice lines, bright green grass, it makes you feel good. When you walk out and you see mud in a place of where it should be nice grass, it really makes you sad. It stands out amongst other people that don't put the effort in, so it's kind of like a contest. And this year, it's particularly more painful because the neighbor's grass is looking absolutely a fire and before it used to be a jungle when no one lived there so their water runs onto our lawn now somehow i don't know if they're doing anything nefarious but it's going to take a lot of work we'll get there it's just i'm gonna to have to like overseed aerate water 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 and really get it get it going just so our family can enjoy like you know walking around and then looking outside and just feeling good Women don't care. They don't understand what it's like. It makes me jealous of the neighbors. It makes me sad inside. Um, it makes me feel like I'm letting everyone down. It does affect me, like on a happiness level. Once it's there, I'm, you should see. I'm gonna be the happiest guy once this comes back. But right now, I'm just. I feel like my hands are tied because I can't do anything because it's still too wet, and I'm just looking at it, and it's getting worse and worse. God, thank you, Bobby, for that candid vulnerability about a subject that I know really cuts you up, no pun intended, with the lawn. Bobby has Fena right now. We have swapped. He's in the living room. She might want to wake up and do her kicks and punches. I don't know. Fena, the perfect baby. All right. This podcast makes it into the tabloids pretty much every week. I don't know if it makes it in. You know, it's not like the real tabloids. It's not printed. I think it's just they will print a thousand articles per day in their online media. Fine. So over the week, I was told by someone on Instagram that a Towie alumni was dating an 18-year-old woman. You know how I feel about this. I go in hard on Leonardo DiCaprio and the whole genre, let's call it, the, the sexual preference of older or very established or very successful or a combination of those types of men having a pattern of dating young, young women. And when I say young women, I mean, if your high school experience was interrupted by COVID, then you're a very young woman. I know that there are age gaps that sometimes work, but I just feel that although an 18-year-old is um, legally able to join the military and vote and drive a car and do all those things, I was once an 18-year-old girl, and I know that scientifically your frontal lobe is not finished growing yet. And for older men to want to pay you attention, I mean, it feels very flattering at the time, but I want you to know that those men are wrong. They're with you for the wrong reasons. Men like that see women as superficial fixtures in their lives. They're not actually showing you respect. At worst, they want to dominate 
and control you. And I just hate that. And every once in a while, maybe I'm wrong, but most of the time I'm absolutely right. And that's why I want to get the message out so much. So I look at this relationship. Yes. A Taui alumni is dating an 18 year old girl and he's open about it. Apparently he even went to her prom which is adorable. He could have hung out in his cardigan and mingled with the teachers. Um, I didn't name this person. I just put something on Instagram being like, what? Here's my face as a mother when I see a 35-year-old Towie star is dating an 18-year-old. But the tabloids ran with it because they want to put this guy in the news all the time. I was speaking, if uh, I needed to confirm, about James Argent, Arge from Towie. And I didn't want to put his name only because I don't want to heap problems onto this man. I have met James Argent before. He's always been perfectly lovely and sweet to me and a real delight to work with. I feel like his energy is a very childlike, if I may say, boyish, um, adorable energy. And I know that he's had some confidence problems in the past. He struggled with weight. Um, He's in the news now for having had reconstructive surgery after losing lots of weight. I know that his self-esteem, like the self-esteem of any reality star, you know, it can chew you up and spit you out, that reality machine. And his self-esteem has been high and low and all around the houses. I don't mean to attack James Argent specifically. It's just the trend of these successful men who have established lives, who've had loads of life experience being with an 18-year-old. And every time I talk about this, people jump on it. It's like a real contentious issue. Men are always like, well, we just, you know, of course we like 18 year olds. It's legal. It's legal. I'm not saying it's legal or illegal. I know that it's legal. It doesn't make it right. I think it's fucked. And I'm not speaking to the men. I know you want to fuck teenagers and I know I'm not going to change your mind. I just want the young women, no matter how many times I have to say it, that if I can save one 18-year-old girl from wasting a few months or years or a few ounces of her dignity on like a 40-year-old man that no 40-year-old woman ever wants to talk to, then my job would have been done. However, I know that I have a very skewed opinion of this compared to the general public. That's why I'm very lucky that I have Bobby. I have Bobby here today. I want to ask you, Bobby, about the difference between someone like James Argent dating an 18 year old and Leonardo DiCaprio habitually dating very, very young women. Um, because to, to tell you the honest truth, I don't feel like James Argent is being predatory or wants to control this girl. I mean, without offending him further, I think they're kind of probably mentally at the same level. Mm. Um, no, I'm in a nice way. You know what I mean? Like, I think, uh, like, I, I still don't like it. I feel like he should be man enough to be like, maybe I don't need to date an 18-year-old girl. But I, I think that they probably have similar interests and actually get along on a level. So I didn't mean to be horrible about it, but I still don't like it. So, um, Bobby, from your point of view, BK, as someone, by the way, who does not date teenagers, has always dated women his own age, Why does a guy like Leonardo DiCaprio, for example, let's start with him, habitually date very young women under the age of 25, even though he is nearly 50? What's that about? Certainly there's some sort of addiction there when you're doing something that habitually. Um, Maybe it started off when he was in his 20s dating young models, and then his fame kind of kept growing and growing. So he's just able to continue to date those models. The problem is... As you get older, they don't have anything, they can't have much in common, and they're both 
parties, I think, are just using each other. Like he's obviously using them and they are using him as well for whatever fame. You know, they're usually models, I think. You know, he does it at least in a stylish way, I would say. I think Leo just does it in some type of, you know, sociopathic way, but he like doesn't slip up. You know, he doesn't go too young. Um, he stays consistent. Like he's played the game before. He knows what he's doing. He's done it. I don't know how many times. So he just has really mastered this art and you got to give him credit for that. Even though it is obviously wrong and creepy and blah, 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 blah. but he's a yacht. He's like a super yacht at doing this. And then he obviously spends time on a super yacht. So that's the difference. Whereas Argent, he's got his like, I don't know what kind of boat you compare it to, but it just seems one's desperation. The other one's just like masterfully done this for his whole life and like has worked his entire life to get to this point where he can just cut one off, grab another one and everyone kind of expects it now. So it's not even really news. It's just like, Oh, again. Well, what specifically BK do you think Leonardo DiCaprio likes about 20 year old models? Like what is it? Their bodies. <laughs> uh, that's probably it. <laughs> Um, and so you can't fault him for that. If he's just, if you're going straight off bodies, yes, the, you know, 20 year olds will have generally pretty good bodies and they're models. So, I mean, he's going after like some of the hottest women in the world. Like a lot of people would <laughs> do that. A lot of men would do that if they could, he has the means to do it. So he does it. So it's like, he's, it's almost impressive that what he's able to accomplish Okay, but if you have fucked like one 20 year old model, isn't it the same as fucking the next 20 year old model? If that's all you're going on is their bodies, well, they kind of have identical bodies. What's the point of having like different ones every couple months? Well, it's like different flavors of ice cream. Like some skin colors will be different, some eyes will be different. Like there will be differences. Yes, they all have the same age body, but I mean, not every woman's different, obviously. He likes what he likes and he doesn't break any laws. You gotta respect them. That you know of? That I know of, yeah. Well, because everyone goes, it's legal, it's legal. Yeah, 18's legal, but 15 is not. But the difference between a 15-year-old and an 18-year-old girl is not that much. Well, that's it. So, like, I mean, I don't know. I can't comment on that. I, I would like to think not. Think about it even with your nieces. We just had your nieces here. One of them's 15, one of them's 18. Do you think that a guy who'd be attracted to your 18-year-old niece wouldn't also be attracted to your 15-year-old niece? And that is a great example because they both look the same age to me. Yeah, but that's where I, I kind of get lost because you can, if you have a chat with them, you can tell one's 15 and one's 18. It's all that's really strange to me. So candidly, and you know it's going to be in the Daily Mail, so be careful. What do you think about this guy from Towie dating an 18-year-old? I don't know much about it. I just think someone that's 35 should not be dating an 18 year old. It's not a good look and it, I don't get it. Like I can't understand it. So I don't want to like slam this guy, but it seems like he's pretty desperate. I've seen photographs of the woman that he's dating and all reports pretty much indicate that she's cultured and she's Italian and she's actually really clever. And I don't doubt any of those things. She's a stunning young girl to me. I don't think that it's desperation necessarily in this case. I feel badly because nothing is black and white. I do think that some people who are much older and date teenagers are 
looking to dominate them. And I also think that women their own age don't pay them any attention, don't have any meaningful conversation with them. And furthermore, I think that they lack a basic human respect for women. They see women as arm candy, as superficial fixtures in their lives, like I said. And that is why they see young women as being beautiful, hot bodies, interchangeable, right? I don't think that this Towie James Argent has a history of dating teenagers. He happened to fall for this one, but I do believe that as an adult, you go, hold on, I'll be 40 in not very long. I've had so many life experiences that I need to remove myself from the life of an 18-year-old who still has to do A, B, C, D before she's at the intellectual level that I'm at, usually. In this instance, I mean, I think she might be at a higher intellectual level, actually. But I, I just, it's, I think I like to bring Bobby on and get his opinion because he is an example of a really great dad and a solid husband and someone whose opinion is often different from mine, but someone that I respect and someone who has never slagged off his ex-wife to me or any of his exes, someone who I think is really mature, thinks about family a lot, wanted to be a dad, views women as equals in his life, was raised by a really strong single mom and sisters. And someone like Bobby can't fathom dating a teenage girl. And he doesn't really get it. He's confused. He's like, well, yeah, oh, okay. He can get it from the outside. Like, I guess it's because they're hot young models. Yeah, oh, okay. But he wouldn't do it himself. And has never done it himself, even though he could. Like, Bobby's in a position where, I mean, lots of young women reach out to me and say that Bobby's sexy. And he was the really well-known in his area football player for a period of time. Like, I'm absolutely sure that if he wanted to impress a very young girl, he could have done so. But he respects women as equals. And if you think of women as your equals, then usually you don't date one that's fresh out of high school. You know, you have enough respect to go, oh, no, I have no business meddling in her life. It's difficult for me, and that's exactly why I never said his name in the beginning. I think James Argent is a really nice guy, and I think he's had a hard time, so I don't know exactly what's going on, but I want 18-year-old women who listen to my podcast. (sighs) Yeah, I mean, it's tough, though, because even girls Violet's age are starting to have, like, little pretend boyfriends and I hear them talking and they go oh he has nothing to say he does nothing to say well that's because he doesn't want to talk to you he wants to play FIFA he's emotionally quite a lot younger than you are even though you're the same age he doesn't want to talk to you so I get how a lot of young women even at 18 19 you go well the guys my age are not interesting to me and then you dated an older guy like I totally I've been there I know why it happens but it's tricky And I urge you not to put yourself in a position where someone is a lot more powerful, either financially or um, social status-wise or emotionally or anything. It just puts you in a tricky spot if things should go wrong. If anyone ever tries to isolate you from your family or if anyone wants to boss you around or call the shots or make you feel dominated and be like, you know, I'm, I've been here and I've done that baby. And it's just not a good look for you. And it's better to stay single. And in my last show, I was like, I'm 35. I'm far too young to settle down. I meant that. It's like, if the guys your age, if you happen to be interested in guys, which not everyone is, 
well done you. Wish we could choose. Um, if the guys your age are not mature enough, then just don't date anyone for a bit. And wait until you're both at an age where you're like mentally on the same page. And maybe you can be in a relationship with a 35-year-old man or a 40-year-old man or a 50-year-old man. It can turn out great. Maybe. And you might be listening and you're in that kind of relationship. And you go, no, we started dating when I was in high school and, and he was 50 and it turned out great. All right. But you have to know that you are the massive exception. And in most cases, it doesn't turn out that way. So, I mean, look. I'm sorry that everything I say like gets in the tabloids. I'm sure this James Argent had a terrible day of opening his phone and being like, why is Catherine Ryan slagging me off? I thought she was a really nice girl. I think he's a great guy and I hope that it works out evenly for these two and that it's a great relationship. But ultimately, I mean, she just graduated high school. When you are nearly 40 and you're going to your girlfriend's prom, you gotta take a step back and take a long, hard look at what you're doing. And that's what I would say to even one of my closest friends. I don't like it. That's my position on it. Maybe you disagree. Send me a letter, write me an email telling everybody everything at gmail.com. Let's listen now to some nice words from our sponsors. And when we return, I'll be dishing out solicited advice this time. Not unsolicited like the entire uh, previous section, but I mean, like, this is Catherine Ryan telling everybody everything. I can't help it. Write me a letter. Yes, Fenna. Fenna's been on the show the whole time, killing it. Still the best baby ever. But I think she's hungry now, so we'll be right back. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Catherine, hello. I'm looking for some advice on a situation that I always seem to find myself in, but I'm currently living in it again now. I went on a work week away and met this guy. We hit it off immediately. We just have that chemistry that makes me feel like I can talk to him about anything. He makes me laugh. He did not mention to me that he had a girlfriend, but when I asked, he didn't lie. He said, yes, I do have a girlfriend. Nothing happened further and we parted ways. A couple of weeks ago, he messaged me to say he's been missing me. The holiday was five months ago and that things aren't at all going well with said girlfriend. He asked me whether anything could ever happen between us. 
I said that I like spending time with him, and he said we should try it out because the connection means something. I said, uh, okay, let's go to dinner. So we are going for said dinner soon. In the meantime, he has not done a thing to break up with his girlfriend, whom he lives with, so it will be a slow process. I don't want to ask him to change his life fundamentally on the potential of a connection with me, and I'm not even sure I would want to be with him long term. I want him to realize that with or without me, he needs to end his relationship because clearly he isn't happy, but I also don't want to coach him through a breakup because the idea of him ending it with her for me is too much pressure. So what do I do? I don't have unrealistic expectations. I'm not expecting him to all of a sudden be a single man with no ties, but I feel like I'm in limbo whilst he decides, no, you're not, because he is not, as you say, a single man with no ties. You are beautiful, young, and you don't need the baggage of anyone who isn't single with no ties. I would cut all communication with this man and be like, you do what you're going to do. Like, it's not up to you to make him realize this or realize that. Oh, I want him to realize that whether or not he's with me, he needs to end it. No, none of that's your business. You need to be like, I am a single woman with no ties. I have a great life and lots of prospects. And if you would like to throw your hat into the mix and become one of those prospects, I can't even consider you unless and until you're in the same position that I am. And then you can't talk to him anymore because you're going to feel really guilty. People have problems and like life is messy and it's not always exactly perfect like that. Like a lot of people meet other people in relationships and what have you. But unless you just step away and you get yourself in the middle of it, it's just going to be messy for you. I currently know a girl who's with this guy and the guy is married. And if I'm honest, the girl is also married, but I mean, they don't have kids and I feel like it's less serious and they're married, but like not getting along. But this guy's married with kids and he continues to be like, I'm going to split with my wife soon. I'll be splitting with my wife soon. Oh, just one more Christmas with my kids. One more summer with my kids. One more breakfast with my kids. One more, you know, trip to Red Lobster with my kids. And it's like, he, I don't think he's ever going to leave his wife for this woman. Not because he doesn't have a connection with her, but just because it's really hard and really messy. And it's difficult to leave anyone. So like you say, this guy lives with his girlfriend. They're not getting along. Messy. Not your problem. Do not say a word to him again. Be like, Never contact me again unless and until you're available for a relationship. Otherwise, I will not explore this connection. I always say, don't date someone based on potential. He has the potential to be maybe available for you, but currently he's not. Here's another. Catherine, I'm being punished for his ex's sins. Well, of course you are. When you take on a new relationship, that person will be just a collection of experiences and memories, and you're taking on his mother's sins and his father's sins and his employer's sins and all of his ex's sins and his own sins. Of course you are. So are you taking on his ex's sins? You bet. Catherine, I'm a teacher and a single mom. I have found what I feel might be the love of my life, but let me give you the background. He has a past of horrible relationships where the women have opened up credit cards in his name, charged them up, or they were married and it just didn't work. He spoiled these women and gave them the world. He has a great heart, but I feel like he does not know how to use it anymore. He's given everything, spoiled the wrong women, and here I am doing everything I can for him and his three kids 
yet I get compared to these exes, and he doesn't think twice about spoiling me. What does that mean? Because in English, that means that he does spoil you, but there's like, I feel like what you're trying to say is you do everything for him, but he doesn't spoil for you. I know this can seem superficial, but isn't love give and take? I always make sure I'm buying his favorite alcohol or snacks. But if I ask for a bottle of wine while he's at the store, he fusses. Oh, I see. So he doesn't spoil you. He's like tight with you. Just last weekend, I told him it's been a hard week at work and that I really needed some wine. I asked if he could stop so I could go home and relax in the tub. I teach all day and then I tutor students at night on most days. I know he used to buy his ex's wine. I just don't understand why when I ask, it riles him up. The house wasn't clean enough one day and he had the audacity to say, every time I live with women, my house is a wreck. When really, his kids are the ones who trash it. I'm literally cleaning a house I don't own. We live together now. And a mess his ex made to begin with. Oh, are you referring to the children? Love it. Spicy, catty, rude. How do I mention that I feel like he doesn't treat me the way he's treated these women? I feel like I work my ass off for this family. I get no appreciation, yet he pays the bills and I only provide groceries, but I'm technically a single mom on a teacher's salary. I just want some verbal, physical, and even monetary appreciation. Hey, you cleaned the entire house. Here's a manicure on me. Would be lovely. I can't wait years to go by before I mention it. My question ultimately is... How do I mention it without causing a fight? Oh, girl. Here's what you need to understand about men. Um, What he describes in his past relationships is from his perspective only, not theirs. So you're hearing from him that these women opened credit cards in his name and did this and did that and took advantage of him, et cetera, et cetera, and were interested in his money. But if he were to break up with you then he would tell his next girlfriend, oh my God, my past girlfriend would never clean the house and would always be asking me for wine because she's an alcoholic who just would lay in the tub and demand that I bring home wine and clean my house, blah, blah, blah. And God knows what other exaggerations and lies because this is what men and women do. You sometimes just lie about your past partner because they're not there to defend themselves. So I'm... I'm not really sure that this is all even true about his exes taking constant advantage of him. And anyway, it doesn't matter. You deserve someone who's going to bring you wine at the end of the day if you ask for it. Like, I'm sorry. Like, if I asked Bobby, oh, on your way home, will you pick me up a bottle of wine? He just would. I mean, he's my husband and we share bank accounts, but it doesn't matter. It's like if I said to Bobby, forget about money. If I asked him for his time, if I said, would you mind like folding all my clothes for me, he would do it. If I said, would you mind please taking the car and cleaning it and filling it with gas? He would do it. And similarly, if he asked me to do something, I would do it. Like your partner needs to be someone who will do as much for you as they can and you do as much for them as you can. So, you know, perspective is everything. You feel like you're cleaning enough, you're contributing enough, and you're not getting a return on your investment and you're feeling underappreciated, then this isn't the right relationship for you. I mean, I don't know if you want to live with a guy with all this baggage and three kids who won't bring you a bottle of wine at the end of the day, who like accuses you of being messy. It just doesn't sound like the right relationship for me. But to answer your question, how do you bring it up without causing a fight? Well, I don't know, because I don't know if he's a reasonable person. I suppose I would say, um, 
I know. I, okay. I would go believing everything he said to you if I didn't want to cause a fight. I would say, gosh, babe, I know that in the past you've had women really take advantage of you and that is unfair and you don't deserve it because you're such a wonderful man and you're such a wonderful partner and such a wonderful father, but maybe I'm just not as strong as you. And I feel really drained at the end of a week teaching these kids and I'm trying my best to keep the house clean, but every once in a while, I just think I need to feel spoiled a little bit. I'd love you to bring me home a bottle of wine or just think of me, bring me home flowers or write me a nice note or um, think about how tired I am before you mention the house being messy because I love you so much. I just want to make you happy and it makes me feel bad that I'm missing the mark, you know? Sometimes you got to kill him with kindness, I guess. Like you asked me how to bring it up without causing a fight. I don't see how he's going to fight with you if you say that. You're getting your point across. You're asking for what you want, but you're lavishing him with praise and attention. Now, if you want to continue to be in a relationship where you have to treat someone like a baby and like lavish them with praise and attention all the time to maybe get scraps of what you want, fine. That's how you do it. But I think that, you know, you could be with a man who you don't have to beg for these kind of things for. You know, a lot of men would be really happy just to give them to you. I know a lot of people listen to this podcast because of how often I discuss autoimmune things. I have lupus and celiac as a background. I also said last week that I might have like scleroderma or something, but that's not what I think I have. It's sarcoiditis or something. If you look up lupus pernio, it's not related to lupus, but that's the name for this red nose that I think I have. Anyway, if you don't have autoimmune, you're like, what? But this is a letter about a lady who said lupus was used as a way to label mysterious autoimmune. This is relevant probably to a lot of us. Catherine, backstory, feel free to skip. I too have been diagnosed with lupus many years ago. I won't bore you with the long story of how, but when I was actually diagnosed, it was through a private channel who was able to refer me back to the NHS to find a lupus specialist as I live in the middle of the country. I had one specialist in London, one in Birmingham. I set up consultations with both to see which was a better fit. The point, during my consultation with one of the specialists, they explained to me that autoimmune diseases are often described as puzzle pieces that are part of the same puzzle, which is not accurate. They are more like pieces that don't fit neatly together. They often overlap. They share some characteristics, which is how un incorrect diagnoses are given. I was diagnosed with lupus, although I apparently do not have lupus. I don't have the light sensitivity, which is a very strong characteristic, but I do have strange and regular extreme fluctuating temperatures at set times of day, which is a characteristic of skills, stills disease. My diagnosis on file was never changed from lupus to this as the outlook, implications, and treatment are the same. And since lupus is more recognized by medical professionals, it's way easier to say I have lupus than explain what Stills disease is. So maybe you're right that your previous lupus diagnosis may too have been inaccurate rather than fully incorrect. Yes. All right. I feel like we're just scratching the surface of autoimmune because it just doesn't make sense that they'll be like, oh yeah, you can have like four autoimmune diseases overlapping. What? Why? Like you can have this and that and psoriasis. Oh, a lady wrote me about psoriasis as well. Oh, where's that email? It's advice. Last week, someone had psoriasis and I sort of guessed uh, what to do. And this lady's like an expert. And she said, 
Cut out caffeine and alcohol. These both cause flare-ups, so best to avoid. Exercise or meditation. Psoriasis is linked to stress. That's like so many autoimmune diseases. So the more relaxed you are, the less likely you are to have a flare-up. Turmeric. Apparently, this spice is really good for skin conditions. Although I've heard the opposite. I've heard you don't absorb it properly and the amounts you would need to take are ridiculous and turmeric is like a fad, but oh well, what like we can disagree. Moogu moisturizer, M-O-O-G-O-O. This is a really good moisturizer that's also good for eczema, noted. Fred had crazy eczema, it's gone now. And I don't feel like we did anything to make it go. I just think we used creams to minimize it, but just one day it went. And Fena has sort of little skin reactions to things I feel like if she's my child at some point, she'll probably have some eczema. Touch wood, hopefully not, but Moogu, I'll put it on my list. Medication. I currently take an injection of Cosentix every month to treat my psoriasis, and it's like magic. Talk to a professional first, but it is worth discussing. What is this Cosentix? I'm sure it's some type of steroid. Cosentix? What is it? It is... Whoa, side effects. Diarrhea, infection, hives. I mean, the side effects to everything suck. Okay, it's a biological medication used to treat psoriasis, moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, and anglio, whatever, spondylitis, which Carrie has. Oh, it's a biologic. It's a medicine that's human-made through genetic engineering techniques and closely related to a protein that occurs naturally in the body. Let me call Carrie up and see angliospondylitis. I think that's what she has. Let's see if she's available. Carrie is like the queen of autoimmune. I mean, we're from Sarnia. I feel like this is why we have autoimmune diseases, but there's no way Carrie has like 10 autoimmune diseases and I have three. We have something that's been undiagnosed. Oh, maybe she's at work. Maybe she'll call us back, I don't know. What I do know is that Bobby is now making Gusto for dinner. This is not an ad, but I mean, earlier this sounded like an ad for Ozempic. We mentioned it so much. It is also equally not an ad for Gusto, though it is the premier and only recipe box company that you should ever use. And I'm not allowed to slag off the other recipe box companies. It's in my contract. Just be nice, Catherine. You don't need to slag off the other companies. We know how good we are. We can stand on our own. But I tried them in the past. Just try Gusto. It's so good. Anyway, Bobby is making that now. So you might hear some noise. He's poured a gin and tonic. That might make some noise. Fred's playing. Fenna's near me. There's going to be some noise now, but like that's our life. Okay. Catherine, my husband cannot say sorry ever. Help. Oh, Bobby. Maybe I wrote my own podcast. I do say sorry. No, you don't. Bobby and I went to this premiere for uh, the new series of The Richardsons, which is John Richardson and his wonderful wife, Lucy Beaumont. And I love Lucy. I feel like she, I don't understand. She's like one of the most underrated comedians of our generation. She's really, really funny. And it's not that she's not rated. She's very well respected and funny. But I feel like she should be, you know, even more of a star than she already is. So if you haven't seen The Richardsons, it's on UK TV. It's really funny. And I'm in the new series, but you can watch old series and they're just as good, if not better. I brought down the tone. I feel. Anyway, this woman's husband. Oh, my point about sorry is we went to the premiere and they were interviewing me on the red carpet about like my relationship and relationships in general because John and Lucy are married and comedians and Bobby and I are married and they go, oh, um, blah, blah, blah. Like, is this the secret? Is this a good tip for a relationship? And I was saying, um, no, 
the one of the questions was relationships, even good ones, take work. And I was like, no, my relationship takes no work. I love my husband. Like, that's the key. Even if, you know, we might be mad about one small thing we communicate. And at the bottom line, I love him so much. So it's fine. And then Bobby was getting wines from the bar. And I was like, Bobby, come over and chip in on this question. And he felt like it would be funny to act like I'm an absolute ball breaker. And he was like, it takes so much work. I have to say sorry all the time. But that's not true. He's kidding. So this woman says, my husband cannot seem to say sorry specifically to me. I can count on one hand the number of times in our 15-year relationship that he said it. And I think it was probably forced out by me asking him. I know there are some deep-seated family issues from his childhood through present day that add to this inability, but I can't let this pass for an excuse. Last night, I was telling him a story while he was brushing his teeth. Apparently, he wanted those few moments alone. Instead of telling me like a grown-ass adult, he pretended to shut the door in my face, then kept sighing and making exhausted faces to himself in the mirror. I didn't realize that he needed so much alone time at night, but then again, I guess a quiet ride in the car to and from work, a morning and afternoon workout by yourself, and working in a quiet office building that consists of two other male employees just isn't enough time alone. Oh, Bobby's cooking and he went, hmm. We'll get see from Bobby what that hmm meant later. Bobby, put a little pin in that hmm. Are you thinking she has resentment towards them and it's like a poisonous seed? Oh, how old? No, they don't say how old they are. When I told him that this hurt me and I asked if he was going to apologize like I always do, he said no. And that I do this all the time and that I should have picked up on his, quote, social cues by now. I'm not sure what to do. In other ways, he's a great guy. He helps around the house, he's a good dad, etc. But it almost seems as if he uses this as leverage for why I can't blame him and I'm at fault in most situations. Don't get me wrong, I'm no saint. I've said and done my fair share of hurtful things over the years, but I always end up apologizing first. His lack of being able to apologize is really starting to wear on me. What should I do because he just gets defensive when I talk to him about it? I mean, so I don't feel like this is about apologizing at all. I feel like you guys have terrible communication skills. He gets defensive when you try to talk to him about something that is meaningful to you. And when you try to talk to him, he rolls his eyes in the mirror and pretends to shut the door in your face. Like, I don't think Bobby would ever do that to me. And Bobby's hmm was related to he's wondering how old you are. He feels like don't even talk because they get him upset when you don't talk in the microphone. Come over here and say it. Everyone's like, get two microphones. No. We already have two small kids. It just seems like it might be a younger couple. And he hasn't... Guys mature much later than women, so his guys' communication skills, I think, take a lot longer. So I feel like he might be a bit young and immature, and he may grow out of it. When? I don't know. Once she leaves him. (laughs) In your previous relationships, would you roll your eyes girlfriends and pretend to shut the door in their face and I wouldn't pretend to shut doors and faces no but he hasn't developed a skill set to whatever manage his like so-called problems which aren't really problems just well let me tell you this secret neither have you you've not developed any skills that help you manage me better than you manage your other girlfriends you're just with me this time and I communicate really well and I'm never mad well I stand corrected I'm so sorry. (laughs) Okay. Well, okay. Maybe you're young. But if you're not young and he's old, then Bobby's theory doesn't stand up. 
the way you talk about him, you're like, he helps around the house and he's a good dad. Those are like two very baseline characteristics that everyone should do. Those are not like great qualities. It's not normal for someone to like disregard you speaking to them, pretend to shut the door in your face. It feels like there's a lot of childish disrespect in your relationship, full stop. And I think you guys need counseling, couples counseling ASAP. If someone was rolling their eyes at me and that person like purported to be my adult husband, I mean, I don't like it. And I think you speak about him with a lot of resentment too, being like, doesn't he have enough time alone? His two workouts a day. First of all, if you have kids, and he works full time. Two workouts a day is a little bit, a little bit much, um, to be away from the family, not contributing, and then dismiss someone when they're trying to talk to you because you're trying to brush your teeth. Like at least he has oral health. I'll give him that. You know, I get a lot of letters from people whose husbands aren't brushing their teeth. Thank you for calling Clinique de Mont. This is Carrie speaking. How may I help you? Hola. Oh, uh, hey, what's up? Nothing. I cleared space on my computer. I hate. This computer, every time I do a podcast, I have to like delete precious memories of Violet just to save the podcast. And I always delete the podcast from the day before or the week before or whatever, but I still have no room. Well, you need a terabyte to save everything. Right? No, 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 don't get me started on terabytes. Um, I was calling because someone wrote into me about a medication for psoriasis that's also a medication for angliospondylitis. Oh, yeah. Which you have. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, but look, I don't think we have any of the autoimmune diseases that we thought we had. Well, mine shows up in an X-ray, so it's a little different. No, but I mean, but else. different things can do that. I think anyway, that anyway, that fine. email is dealt with. <clears throat> um, what's happening with the party? Um, nothing. The DJ is gonna. I told him to call me at. He was calling me at bad times. So I was like, listen, unless you call me at seven thirty, I can't talk to you. So he's gonna call me at seven thirty. We're having a big, big uh, then, yeah. party for BK's 40th, and we're flying back to Canada, and it was meant to be a surprise, but then I accidentally told him, so now he knows everything that's happening, and um, my sister Carrie is organizing it. You told him? Yeah, well, he doesn't know everything, but he knows, like, the basics. No, she told him. Oh. Yeah. How did that happen? Oh, uh, basically, I left it in the hands of two of his friends, and they were sort of organizing it, but not to my standard like they were organizing the guest list but then they were like making facebook events which even mom is too young to check and yeah like people just weren't confirming and weren't getting the memo and i was like hang on this is and i didn't really know who else to reach out to so i was like i need you to rally your friends and he did in the end oh nice so do we have a guest list um we don't really have a finalized guest list we have a guest list for the first part, but how many people, BK, do you think will come to the evening? I have no idea. Okay, great. He has no idea. I have ten. It's a surprise, he says. But we're going to have to open it up. Look, we're going to have to raffle off tickets to fans of telling everybody everything. If you'd like to fly to Canada April 14th and attend a huge party attended by we don't know who on April 15th, send us an email. You're going to have to pad it out. We'll be getting free facials right before the party. Oh, if there's time. See, this is what we need to do with the wives. We need to come to Clinique de Mode and get facials because some of the wives tried to come to the daytime thing. Like I had guys messaging me being like, me and my wife will be at the daytime thing. And I was like, I mean, as I specified, your wife is not invited to the daytime thing. 
your wife can be at the nighttime thing and that's it yeah what i don't i don't want to go to the daytime thing the nighttime thing where the party's at sit down get a massage get a facial get ready curl your hair i know um and i feel like mom was slightly pissed that i didn't tell her about it but i'm just not organized i just no you don't tell anyone about anything though also what's she going to be doing the evening of april 15th she'll be available she, you know, mom has her schedule set out like a month and a half in advance. We're that's, getting on two months now. Yeah, that's true, but I don't. That gal is popular. Like, let me tell you, if I'm offered work that night, the day before we fly, I'm staying here and going to work. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I operate. Uh, how's so Bobby's going to come here. Yeah, Bobby can come with Fena alone. Um, how is the <laughs> new Clinique de Mode opening? Uh, it is going, it's going and going. We should be cleaning everything this weekend, and we are bookable online for March 7th. Um, to wrap up the podcast, just because I've tried to call you earlier, but then you called me at the end, what is the deal with like established slash famous 35-year-old to 40-year-old, not necessarily Leonardo DiCaprio because he's like an exception, men dating 18-year-olds. You can give me your final thoughts on that, and then I'll end the podcast. There's a guy on a reality show here. I'm I'm 35, and I don't want to hang out with 18-year-old me. So the fact that a 35-year-old wants to hang out with an 18-year-old means they're either stupid or, you know, they they don't think women are intelligent. No. Because, like, do you want to hang out with 18-year-old you? No. I mean, I think I would like to hang out with 18-year-old me and you just for, like, just to watch. For a fun, for a fun time, yeah, but you're not looking for a serious relationship. No. All right. That's just a fun time. All right, well, thanks but for calling me that. I'd be very disappointed to find out that I'm a lady in the sheep and a freak in the streets. I'm the other way around. I know, me too. We're both. Oh, no, Fred's got sand on his hands. We got to go. It's all crazy tonight. Love you. Love you, bye. Oh, Fred would like to play in the mud. You need couples counseling? Um, this is not normal. We gotta go. It's really kicking off. It's dinner time in this household. Thank you for listening to Telling Everybody Everything. You can write me an email anytime. It's tellingeverybodyeverything at gmail.com. Can you pick Fred up, Violet? Fred, can you say... Can you? Oh, come here, Fred. Come over here to the microphone. What's this? Can you say telling... Telling everybody? No. No. Will you want to give Fenna a kiss? No. All right. Okay. We'll see you next time. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ 
the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 